Well, this morning was um, kind of different for Leanne and I, as we, and actually for the church. Um, as, we, as I was kind of getting ready to come to church this morning, I was thinking about that this Sunday, uh, this morning at 9 o'clock, will be the last time that our um, Aiden and Jess would be leading in worship together as they both go to different colleges. Um, Aiden will leave this, this week and Jess will leave the following week um, as they go to their, their separate campuses and begin a new journey. So I was kind of was thinking about that and reflecting on just, you know, but that's, they're just two of many, many. In fact, Aiden is just one of three up in the trail family that are heading off to campuses. And so we've got a lot of students going, just scattering out all over the southeast and beyond. And just to be able to think about what that means for each of them, this new journey, all these adventures, all the hope and the fear, the anxiety, all the unknown is kind of wrapped up in this nice, neat little present they're waiting to unwrap. And they'll spend the next semester unwrapping it. As we have all learned through different experiences, whether it's in college or work or, or just life in general, we spend our days unwrapping life, being surprised day in and day out by what life throws at us. And if we're careful, if we're intentional, and we lean into life, we may, we might experience the kingdom of God that has come near. It comes in all times and in places. It comes unexpectedly, and it comes quite expectantly. When I come here on Sunday morning, whether I'm in the Ascension service or I'm here, if I'm just on this campus, I expect to experience the kingdom of God because this is where the people of God gather. And I expect, fully expect, to experience the kingdom of God. But sometimes, out there in the world, beyond these walls, beyond this address, beyond my expectations of the kingdom of God, I encounter the kingdom of God in ways that I would never, ever have anticipated. One morning, uh, this was several years ago, um, in Fort Walton Beach, I was showing up to church. I was just, it was early in the morning. It was on a, during the week, a Monday or Tuesday. I had I'd arrived. I was the first one there. I was getting out of the car and it was still early, still just a little light coming in. And I was getting out of the car, and I noticed a guy was walking through our parking lot. And I looked at him, and I thought, okay, not, not unusual. And then I got out of the car, and he began to turn and look at me. And I began to look at him. And I was debating whether should I get back in the car, or should I just go to the door? He kept coming closer, and he waved to me, and he said, Do you have a minute? And I said, Well, here we go. I said, Yeah, can I, can I help you with something? He kept coming closer and coming closer, and I was trying to get closer and closer to the door. And he got in between me and the door, and I said, Is there something I can help you with? And he said, I, I just want to pray for you. And I looked at this man in tatters, unclean, unkept. And I was afraid. And I kept thinking, who is he? 
Where is he from? Where is he going? What does he want? And in all of my judgment, the only thing that I judged was myself. I don't know that man. I still don't know that man. I know that in that moment in time, I experienced the kingdom of God from an unexpected time in an unexpected place from an unexpected person. And I have clung to that lesson for years. And something of this unexpected nature of the kingdom of God and this unexpected life that the kingdom of God leads us into, invites us into, and demands of us is what Jesus is talking about in in Luke chapter 6. In Luke chapter 6, Jesus has climbed the mountaintop. He's been in a a time of prayer. He's praying for his ministry. He's praying for those who follow him. He's in prayer. He's discerning what's next. And in this time, early in chapter 6, Jesus chooses the 12 that will be his nearest and dearest students, the 12 disciples. And they're named in the early verses of chapter 6. Once Jesus has selected these 12, we're told that the 12 and the other disciples who were following Jesus descended the mountain. They come down to the plain, a level place. And Luke tells us that there on this level place, Jesus takes the position and the posture of a rabbi, which means he he sat down. And the disciples gathered around him. The twelve were there right at his feet, as close as they could get. And the other followers, the other disciples, who were not the twelve, but were certainly following Jesus and wanted to listen to Jesus and be with Jesus, they they crowded around the twelve. And then we're told there are the masses from Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And they gathered around the followers of Jesus. Because the masses had heard about Jesus. They had heard about the powers and the healing and the cures that Jesus had done. The powers that came from him. They wanted to be there to experience Jesus Christ. They wanted to experience his healer. They wanted that power. These were the broken. These were those who were looking for healing and cures for the diseases and conditions and the brokenness of their life. And they pressed in as as best they could to get as near to Jesus as they could. That maybe maybe they'll touch him or touch his garment. But we find them leaning in to hear what he has to say. And maybe in hearing, they will experience some of the power of Christ. This is where we find Jesus and his disciples. I'm going to read from... And your bulletin is chapter 6 from the NRSV. But I'm going to read a different translation. I think it makes it a little clearer, a little more plain for us. This is from um, N.T. Wright's translation from uh, the New Testament for everyone. Luke chapter 6, beginning in verse 20, reads, He lifted up his eyes and looked at his disciples and said, Blessings on the poor. God's kingdom belongs to you. Blessings on those who are hungry today. You will have a feast. 
blessing on those who weep today. You will be laughing. Blessings on you when people hate you and shut you out. When they slander you and reject your name as if it was evil because of the Son of Man. Celebrate on that day. Jump for joy. Continues, don't judge, and you won't be judged. Don't condemn, and you won't be condemned. Forgive, and you'll be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good helping, squashed down, shaken in, and overflowing. That's what will land in your lap. Yes, the ration you give to others is the ration you'll get back yourself. Jesus told them this riddle. What do you get when one blind man guides another? Both of them falling in a ditch. Students can't do better than the teacher. When the course is done, they'll all be just like the teacher. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This is a powerful moment in the life of these disciples. I want us to kind of imagine this scene as they have come down the mountain and they are gathered. They're pressed in. They are they're as near to Jesus as, as they can get. And the followers are in that next band and the masses are in the next band overflowing. The disciples have followed Jesus. They've been chosen, and now they want to know what it means to be chosen. What does it mean to live and follow this Jesus, this rabbi, this teacher, this Messiah? What does it look like? What does it feel like? How do we do this? And Jesus begins with the Beatitudes, which can really mean, oh, happy Oh, happy are those who are poor. Oh, happy are those who are hungry. Oh, happy are those who mourn. Oh, happy are those who are rejected and hated, reviled. Doesn't sound like happiness to me. And then he goes on in the following verses with the woes. Woe to the rich. Woe to those who have, who have eaten their fill. Woe to those who are happy. These disciples are there listening to this teaching about a world turned upside down. An unexpected kingdom of God. This is what the kingdom of God is about. It's about turning the world right side up. Because humanity has done a really good job of turning it over upside down. We can easily, I can easily judge people. I can easily condemn people. But what I'm really doing is I'm judging myself. I'm condemning myself. And humanity is really good at judging itself and condemning itself. Jesus says, let's not live that way. Let's live a life of generosity and grace and forgiveness. Let's give all we can. Let's be as gracious as we can. Let's forgive all we can. Let's not judge those who are different from us. Let's not condemn those we disagree with. 
Listen, I easily judge my friends who chose to go to the University of Florida over Florida State. We can find any number of reasons to judge people, to judge our brothers and sisters, to judge those we don't even know. Jesus says the kingdom of God is not like that. The kingdom of God is about grace. It's about giving. It's about generosity. Overflowing generosity. Forgiving and forgiving and forgiving and forgiving those around us. Our brothers and sisters, our neighbors, the strangers among us. It's a powerful, challenging way to live. And it's the way that we were created to live as a community in relationship with God through Christ that allows us to live in a relationship with one another. A relationship that's bounded by love and lived out in grace and generosity. It's a powerful way to live. It's just so different from what we've grown accustomed to. What the history of our world, the history of humanity has led us to and what we have bought into. Jesus knew the difficulty. Jesus experienced the difficulty. And he calls his disciples to live in that kind of difficulty. He calls us to live that kind of life because Jesus knows that that's what the kingdom of God is all about. It looks different than the world. It acts different than the world. It speaks differently than the world. It hears differently. It sees differently than the world. If we allow ourselves long enough to just pause, long enough to lean in, to listen to what Jesus has us to hear. We'll experience the kingdom of God that has come so near. And maybe, if we're careful, if we're intentional, and we listen to the stranger, we hear our brothers and sisters And we listen without judgment, with no condemnation. Maybe, just maybe, we'll hear the kingdom of God and we'll experience the power of Christ among us, in us, and through us. So the challenge for us through this series is to recognize those who, who are doing, who are facing the challenge of something new, a new semester, a new place, a new campus, a new home, a new year, all the new challenges in life. And we face it with them, without judgment, 
without condemnation, but with generosity and grace, humility and compassion. That's what Jesus calls us into. That's what Jesus and the kingdom of God demands of all of its citizens. Let us embrace that that kingdom, that life. Let us stand up for that challenge. Let us live into it, lean into that teaching, and do the best we can. And when we fail, when we falter, when we stumble, let us hear words of encouragement and forgiveness. Because we have offered words of encouragement and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.